can't get enough of Infendo Radio? Head to Infendo.com and see everything else we're up to. Creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Thank you, Disembodied Head. We are, in fact, on now. This is episode, I'm going to take a shot in the dark, 603, 604? Where are we, guys? Anybody know? Uh, no I don't knows. know. I stopped counting after 500. <laughs> this is Infendo Radio. That's how I feel episode. about my age. If I weren't turning 40 in within the next year, I would have no idea how old I am because I stopped counting after 30. You heard it here first. Justin is 603 years old, and this is Infendo Radio <laughs> episode 40. My name is Lucas. Um, I am joined <coughs> by my two lovely co-hosts tonight, one of which you've already heard tonight. So, uh, Justin, when you're not turning 604, where can the people find you? Yes, I'm officially older than most of Nintendo. Nintendo's long-running franchises. That makes me feel good. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin if I'm still alive and not dying of old age. Um, you can also uh, go to thedisneyparkbench.com and check out everything that's going on there. We got podcasts, we got blogs, we got guides. We'll hopefully have a YouTube thing going on soon, so go check that out. Well, uh, here at Infendo, we have our own longest-running franchise. His name is Eugene. Eugene, <laughs> how are you doing tonight, bud? And where can the people find you? I see what you did there. Um, yeah, you can find me on Infendo.com. Um, also, tonight, you can find me also just like Justin at Infendo Justin, apparently, this evening. Um, you'll get the joke if you're watching the live feed. Um, and uh, that's about all I got. Um, Lucas, how are you doing tonight, though, is more important to me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for asking. Actually, I'm doing really well, uh, Eugene. I just released a new video to my YouTube channel this morning um, all about a game called Override Mech City notice. Brawl, which I will talk about on the show tonight because why not? It's a game I've been playing. Um, and also, yeah, a lot of stuff going on at Infendo.com, right? I just did like a part two follow-up to the Metroid thing because there's always like Metroid Dread info coming out. So like, yeah, a lot of, lot of fun stuff happening in my world. Um, we are here tonight, actually, to, fun, fun fact for those of you listening at home or those of you watching the, the live feed, you can't see them, but we actually have a little like leftover from our old producer's days here. And Steve, our old co-host, usually hangs out here, as does uh, Andrew Searson. Um, and Steve is still very interested in the show and reached out to me last night, called me actually, because he insisted that it be over voice, and gave me a topic for tonight that we should discuss. So we're going to take Steve's recommendation and discuss it. Um, basically, the, the general idea, I'll see if I can do it justice, is sometimes you go into a game and you expect something, right? And you get something entirely different. And sometimes, like we've talked about many, 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 many times on this show, um, we go into a game expecting a good thing and we get a bad thing. Um, Steve was wondering about kind of the opposite. I guess this is something he had heard on another show. Um, when you hear, when you, when you go into a game, you maybe have negative expectations of it, or you've played a game before and um, you didn't enjoy the game. And then you either go back to the game or, you know, you're playing it through the expectations and you realize, I kind of have to apologize to this game. This game is amazing. This game is awesome. Um, that's going to be what we discuss tonight, kind of our experiences around that. And I will start, and we also have a written submission from Steve, so if you really need me to stall for time while you think of things, I can, I can really go here. Um, my game, kind of similar to Steve's actually, now that I'm reading his, is Monster Hunter. Um, which should be a surprise to those of you who listen to the show, because I talk about Monster Hunter a lot. I really like Monster Hunter. But it is a very easy game to go into and dislike. 
Um, it is a complicated game. Admittedly, they've made it much more simple since Monster Hunter World, but there's like temperature management that you have to do. Um, there's there's like thousands of items that you have to manage. You have to bring in a whetstone so that you can sharpen your swords and stuff. The characters move so much slower than any game I've played, unless you're using like sword and shield. Like you, you expect Zelda and you get like Dark Souls for like character movement, right? So um, sure. I downloaded the demo for Monster Hunter 3, Monster Hunter Tri Ultimate, I think, on the Wii back when I was in college, about six months before I met Mike and started doing Infendo Radio. Um, I played it. I hated it. I thought it was clunky. I thought it was awkward. I thought the fact <sighs> that you had to teleport from place to place on the map didn't make any sense. Question, Justin? No, I am I am raising my hand in agreement. That ah, was you my, had the same experience. I, yeah, I think I only played Monster Hunter Generations mm-hmm. for yeah. about an hour. Yeah, alone. So basically, said, you got through like it. the opening cutscene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, like, no, I don't get it. Why is this so exciting? Yeah, it. Um, there was a. It is a game that that burrows into you and makes you a fan. And I think a big part of the experience with Monster Hunter is playing it with people. And like sitting down and voice chatting with them and having that shared experience, I think solo would be a much less enjoyable game, unless you're like a Eugene type who like you know really lives for that Dark Souls kind of like you know not that Monster Hunter is as hard as Dark Souls, but like he I think Eugene really gets into that challenge that you know mm-hmm. oh Smash Bros character is out let's learn it you know that kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, but but yeah like going back to it right I, I I met Mike we played he was kind of my introduction to online gaming I was a late bloomer for online gaming I didn't get into it until like the Wii U era um, mm-hmm. I re-downloaded Monster Hunter I think it was on sale he introduced which was me to the all one which was friends. the Monster Hunter that was your was it the generations try, no try, oh, try. yeah okay yeah because it re-released on the Wii U and um, I put I probably another like I think sixty hours or so into it. I liked it. I enjoyed what I was doing. It was fun playing with another person. But um, I didn't really get that deep, deep dive into it right then either, right? Because, you know, Mike was kind of carrying me, so I didn't really know what I was doing. Then Generations came out, and we played it together. And that, starting the game with him and experiencing it as, like, a new hunter with other new hunters, that was where I fell in love. That was, like, 200, 300, 400 hours. Like, ever since then, Monster Hunter has just been my my go-to game. So, yeah, that was probably my best example. Um, I wanted to say, like I, like, I had some other, like, runner-ups. Uh, Warframe, which I'm going to talk about during Change the System, is a game that I played, like, a half a year ago. I put, I played, like, the tutorial. I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I've gotten back into that this week, and I've put, like, 24 hours into it this week. Like, I really like that game now. Um, and also Crash Bandicoot is just one that I've always kind of seen as, like, a lesser game. But you guys know, when I went into the, the trilogy and experienced that really liked what i experienced so those are kind of runner-ups for me but um yeah what do you guys have so i can't think of anything that's the opposite right off the top of my head so i might have to chime in a little bit later but i two games came to mind as far as games that i didn't expect to like or didn't like at first and then grew to love um the one that i didn't like at first was twilight princess um It took about three or four false starts before I really started to enjoy that game. The first part of of Twilight Princess is tedious. Um, Yeah, right up until the the twilight segments end and it becomes like a regular Zelda game. Right, Right, exactly. Like, and I had the hardest time getting to that point. 
And then just one time I decided, all right, I'm going to push through this. I'm going to get through these these dungeons and see if it gets any better. And I ended up loving it. I still hate the first part of it. And, and you know, I would be happy to just skip all of that if I could. Um, and I think the game kind of runs on a little bit too long. But um, I ended up, like, loving it far more than I thought I would because, to me, it was just like, oh, all right, well, we ditched all the great stuff that they did in Wind Waker, so that's all gone, and now we got this, like, depressing aesthetic and mm. and this really restrictive thing that I'm stuck in, and then um, it was the ability to switch between human and wolf link um, at will that really made it click. Like, sure. when you're stuck as the wolf, it's just... You know, you don't want to be the wolf. When you can voluntarily change into the wolf, it becomes fun. <laughs> like, it was like, it was the same experience for me, I feel like, when they um, trap you as the Deku scrub in Majora's Mask. For yeah. Bit, you know? Yeah. See, but but I, I will say maybe because I was a little kid back then, I loved that as a kid. Like, I thought it was so cool. Like, I, I, was, I had heard the rumors that if you died to the moon your entire file was gone forever. Oh, like, sure. It was just deleted kind of thing. So, like, I was panicked every time I had to start that game. And, like, I just remember, like, falling in love with everything about that game the first time I played Oh, yeah, it. don't get me wrong. I loved both Twilight Princess and um, the Deku Scrub experience, where Twilight Sp Princess uh, kind of became a slog for me is the where you have to collect, like, the bugs or whatever. What, mm -hmm. I don't even I remember. never... I never. That's like the one Zelda game I've never 100%ed because I never got yeah. all the po souls and bugs mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I think well, I I did, it is once. one of the few Zelda games that I got all of the heart pieces because you can go to the fortune teller and she'll show you where mm -hmm. one of them yeah. is. And like no other Zelda game tells like has any way of knowing where they are unless you have like a guide or you're just really good at searching. Yeah, I so. just used and, online walkthroughs <laughs> and, like, and, and stuff. <laughs> and see, I'm, I'm talking about the bugs you have to collect like as yeah. Wolf Link because you're... Mm -hmm. In you order know, to you're... unlock the ability to not be uh -huh. Wolf Link. I hated yeah. that. Yeah, that's it, it just it, it, it always felt like filler to me. It's yeah. a weird game, right? Because not the, to make this a Twilight Princess hour, but um, it, it's a weird game because it does really segment the game in a way that other Zelda games kind of don't. Like, every Zelda game has that. Since, um, what's the, the 2D one that everybody loves? Link to the Past. Link to the Past, thank the you. The Two Worlds thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, not even the Two Worlds thing. Well, kind of, yes. But every game has, like, the three spiritual stones quest, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, you have to go and, and you know, do the three beginner dungeons. And it does that in Ocarina of Time. You kind of do that in Wind Waker, except the third dungeon is destroyed by Ganondorf and you just sail back to Outset Island. Like, every, <laughs> every Zelda game has that three intros. Even Skyward Sword, which kind of segments it into, like, three chunks but right. um but yeah it feels more tedious in twilight princess for some reason i think maybe because it's so cinematic so it's not just like sure. you're doing that kind of intro stuff you also have to sit through like cutscenes and yeah i didn't even think about areas. that yeah because it, it wants yeah. to it, it, it it wants, it wants to, to tell be a, a movie story. It was yeah. without, first, without it, having actual dialogue. Yeah, it was the first, and I guess out of two Zelda games, because Breath of the Wild doesn't really go the movie route as much as it does, like, the playable, you know, discovery route. But Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess both kind of did the movie thing. I just feel like Skyward Sword did it a lot better, maybe because they had more time to, like, figure that out. But, yeah. Um... The other one, real. I hope I don't want to drag this out, but there was the other game that I wanted to talk about that I didn't expect to like, and then ended up loving was Skyrim. 
Mm. Um, like okay. those games never ever interested mm -hmm. me. And um, you, you, Lucas, were talking about Skyrim at one point, and then it came out on the Switch, and mm -hmm. and after play, like I always thought, like how can anyone spend two hundred hours on a single video game? Yeah. Like even like. Grand Theft Auto, a game that you can go anywhere and do anything, like, I probably never put that much time yeah. into it. Like, how can anybody do that? And then I put 200 hours into Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And said, if I can do that in that, maybe I can play a game like Skyrim. And to be fair, I haven't put nearly as many hours into Skyrim as I have Breath of the Wild. Um, I think I'm somewhere around 75. But they were 75 fun hours, and I can still, like... Like, and I don't feel this way with with The Witcher 3, and I even had a hard time with Red Dead Redemption 2, but um, Skyrim, I can just turn it on and say, I'm going to go to this cave yeah. and probably spend the next, like, two hours and, just wandering yeah, around on, aimlessly. On the way, kind of Red Dead style, on the way to the cave, you encounter a merchant who holds you up at knife point and right, assassins yeah, like, from the Dark Brotherhood. And yeah, no, it's it's a world. You know, I love that about that game. That's why I hate that, like, I've experienced so much of it because, like, you know, every now and then I load in and I do find something I've never experienced before. But, like, I know so many of the things now. You know, it's like I get to I get to a spot and I'm like, okay, do I want to help the guys who's who's trying to seal off the nightmares? Or do I want the staff from the evil nightmare date? You know, like, yeah. And I've tried my best not to look up, hey, if I complete this mm -hmm. mission, what happens? Because, yeah. you know, I want, yeah. but, like, I, there was one mission... Um, where, you know, this this woman is being chased by these men, and and you have to go, mm -hmm. and you have to go, you know, get them off her back, and then you yeah. go find out that she's a, she's done something. I don't want to give it away, mm -hmm. but um, you know, that that's the reason why they're chasing them, and you have to decide: do you help her or do you help them? And I've <sighs> never finished that mission because I don't want to do the wrong one. Well, and here's the cool thing about that, not to spoil an eight-year-old game, but there's multiple ways to approach problems. So, like, you can help right. her, you can help them, or you can help them, and then when they're getting her, you can kill them and help her, and she's pissed at you because you betrayed her, but you also get the money from helping them. It's like, yeah, I, I love that stuff. So I want to, um, I, I just want to cut in here oh, in yeah, the you only cheated. way that I know <laughs> yes. how, um, because... But I've never played Skyrim, but that's a 10-year-old game, guys. Like, that's gross. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. But supposedly Elder so Scrolls 6 is supposed to come out in, like, you know, a year. I don't believe it, but... <laughs> They're just going to keep putting Skyrim on every platform until we stop buying it. I mean, the fact well, that they can and, play and, it on Alexa. And, and apparently the the head of... of uh, whatever developer that is is not happy about it because they can't sell new games because people keep buying Skyrim. Sure, right? <laughs> what a wonderful problem to have, right? I can't right, make no, any... we don't have to output anything I, and I we can't continue make to make money. Games. Right. <laughs> CG, well, what about you, man? Yeah, so I'll, I'll cut in here. The, I was thinking about this since we were talking about it um, a little bit pre-show. And actually, I did come up with um, something... I actually have to say that one of the games that I was poo-pooing on before it came out was um, Bi Bioshock. I just didn't care about it oh, at all yeah. for some reason. Like, because there was just so much hype behind it. I didn't really know who Ken Levine was. Like, I was like, I don't care who is this guy. Uh, you know, he did System Shock, all this stuff. A bunch of games that I never played before. 
Um, and I ended up loving it. And then I was working at GameStop, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to secure myself one of those um, pre-order <laughs> editions. And I even have a statue. Like, it was, like, I went the whole time. Oh, I didn't get the statue, know? but when I was working at GameStop, I did get, like, the limited edition, you know, like, the steel the steel uh, case oh, yeah. for mm-hmm. Bioshock. So. That's one and- that... I kind of had the opposite reaction to. I told you about this, but mm-hmm. I loved watching my roommate play it in college because I, I really enjoyed like the story and the plot and stuff. I tried to play it. I didn't enjoy playing it. Like I, I'd like to see if maybe that'll be one of the games that I go back to. And it's like, wow, I really missed out. But I mean, it's I, on Switch. I, I mean, I have it. I plan on replaying it someday. I really want to play Bioshock Infinite, but yeah, um, yeah, like that. I I didn't know what to expect from it, but I got it for cheap when I was working at GameStop and ended up loving it because I went into it not knowing yeah. the twist. So, see, I think that see, I think that's why I oh sorry Lucas I, no, no, I think fine. that's that's why I liked it so much honestly is because I went in pretty much didn't know anything other mm-hmm. than it was like a you know an underwater shooter game type of thing. And, I knew about uh, the big daddies and the little sisters because yeah. they were like basically yeah. memes at that point. But besides right. that. Yeah, exactly. It was good. It was good stuff. I've I've been regretting that I know as much as I do about Doki Doki Literature Club because I really wanted to experience Same. that before I knew what it was, and now mm-hmm. I know what it is, and it's like, you know, and kind of Undertale to a lesser degree. I've never really been interested in Undertale, but, like, it would be really cool to play through that game and experience it, like, for the first time, not knowing mm-hmm. what you're getting into, you know. But the internet sucks, you know. The internet makes it so hard. Yeah. Um, well, before we break and go to... Ooh, I have um, one more. I have one more. Oh, I have one okay. more. Hold okay. on. Sorry. <laughs> one more. Um, so I was thinking of another one, um, and it's kind of along the same lines. Um, I think I would swing back to the I don't like it that much these days, but um, Call of Duty. Um, mm. The first one that I played was... Well, that's not true. I played one on my computer, and I think I didn't like it because my computer at the time couldn't really handle <laughs> it. So, you know, I was kind of... Uh, jaded at that point mm. but when modern warfare um came out call of duty 4 that was like uh, you know game changer you know like yeah. i i do really want to play that i have it in my um xbox wish list i'm waiting for it to go on sale because i would i have no interest in call of duty but i've heard that modern warfare is one of the best shooters ever modern yeah, warfare really good. 2 was like my go-to college shooter and i really enjoyed that game like, it was mm-hmm. a really well done game so. oh yeah i was all i was all on board after modern warfare came out i bought that and then i think after that came world at war i didn't like that one as much but then call of duty modern I warfare don't... 2 that came was out. when they started annualizing it and giving it to other mm-hmm. studios I don't mm-hmm. like the um, the retro ones as much. Like I was never as big a fan. Of, like, I don't want to go to like World War One and fight as like an old timey soldier. Mm-hmm. I want to fight in like 2033 with space guns. You know, like that's my sure. Thing. See, and I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like yeah. this. This started out as a spinoff for mm-hmm. from uh, what is it? Medal of Honor, which was also a World War Two shooter. I I would like to see other wars get done. Like you almost never see a World War One shooter or a Civil War shooter, and I yeah. realize there's reasons for that because of the mm-hmm. limitations. But like 
we need something other than World War Two for once. I've actually see. go to yeah, PC. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say I've actually watched like streamers play this weird Civil War simulator game where like mm-hmm. you literally like march in line and just like die. Like, yeah. like the <laughs> weirdest games stuff. like that. That would be mm-hmm. how I'll, that that would be how I play it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like an old war would really do well with like a, like a Fire Emblem kind of like turn based strategy kind of system, just because like right. you know that's kind of how those wars played out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. Uh, well, anywho, before we break, I would like to read Steve's submission because I asked him to make one since he suggested this, and he is still on the show in spirit. Um, and he said his write-in is Monster Hunter Stories, which you might remember we have been playing a lot of that game. Um, he stopped playing right after getting the ability to fly. I actually looked at his rider card because I dug out my old 3DS. He made it to about 50% completion in terms of like encountering everything that was to encounter in that game. Guys, he's put a lot of time into stories, too. He's been on vacation from work for the last, like, week, and he's he's completely eclipsed me. He's finding all this cool stuff. Oh, wow. He's, he's telling takes, me... Yeah, wow. he's telling me about all this cool stuff that he's finding. Wow. It's, a whole, it's a whole thing. It's like, every time I wake up in the morning, I have a message from Steve, like, I found an Elder Dragon egg. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, he's played 90 hours so far. He, he says he was at 15 when he started vacation. Thank you, Ghost. That's crazy. Steve. But yeah, so we all have our games like that. Do you have a game like that? Tweet at Infendo and let us know your game in the comments section. We'll be right back, folks. Go to Infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. Please, for the love of God, ask us a question. Hello and welcome back to Infendo Radio. Change the system is up next. This is the part of the game where we talk. This is the part of the game. This is the part of the show where we talk about the games we've been playing. This is the part of the game where we talk about the show we've been showing. Um, Justin, you've been eyeing the eShop with fervor during the break. Um, do you have any any games you've been playing? Any games you maybe purchased but haven't played yet? Maybe. Uh, shame, shamefully, I'm not looking at the eShop. I am looking at the. Uh, um, Xbox Marketplace. I genuinely the X don't know shop. if that's better or worse. <laughs> but um, I have been playing some, just a handful of stuff. Haven't had a lot of time to play, but I did buy a couple new games recently. I got Skyward Sword, and I pl- got to the surface last night. So, you know, I'm ready to start that. Like, you know, I've been lukewarm on Skyward Sword ever since I played it years ago. There has, it has I feel like it has a lot of problems, but it's also a really good game. You realize I'm and, like wishing death upon you right now. And and one of the things that's really good about Skyward Sword is if you like um, Zelda dungeons, oh yeah, this is pretty much the Zelda game Cream for you because it is dungeons. well and the overworld. Not like the sky, but like the the yeah. the surface part of the overworld is a dungeon in it in itself. Yeah. Like you reach the surface and you have to solve a bunch of puzzles in order to get to the dungeon to solve a bunch of puzzles. Like it is just puzzles on puzzles on puzzles, and I can't wait to get to that part of the game because like that was the part that really stood out to me. Um, I have been playing it in a mix of uh, handheld without motion controls. And um, and on TV with motion controls, it's definitely better with motion controls, partially because the controls are more intuitive, and you know you get uh, you just get more uh, 
options. One of the problems I was having last night playing it, um, I was playing it in bed, and as I've mentioned, you know, I've got the neck thing that holds the screen in front of me, and then I usually have, like, a Joy-Con in each hand. But because I'm laying in bed and my wife's sleeping next to me, I can't be, you know, waving my arm around trying to swing the sword. So I turned off motion controls. And I really hope they patch the camera. So here's how it works. When you have motion controls off, obviously you control your sword with the right stick. And whichever direction you move the stick in is the direction Link moves the sword in. Totally intuitive, except everybody who plays a dual stick 3D game knows that the right stick controls the camera. Right. In order yeah. to control the camera, you have to hold the L button. So, for like... 80% of the game, you're controlling the camera because you're not fighting everything, but you have to hold the button in order for it to control the camera. And I really hope that they patch that so that, like, the the right stick controls the camera until you tap the L button and then Link will pull out his sword. Like in every yeah. other game where you yeah. tap a button and he pulls out his sword. Um, really sounds like this is a game that's still better played um, with, in, motion. with motion control, yeah. And the nice thing about playing it with motion is you you have full camera control, which you never had on the Wii. Mm -hmm. So, like, like really the optimal way to play this is on the big screen with a Joy-Con in each hand and, you know, flailing your arms around like an idiot because that's how this game is meant to play, meant to be played. The motion controls are as good as they, as they ever were on the Wii. In fact, they're probably a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm enjoying it. I'm very happy to finally be on the surface because you know what gets me about about uh, Zelda? I'm going to go into a little bit of lore logic here. Do tell. So the people in Skyloft are the descendants of the humans that Hylia sent to the heavens to protect them from, mm -hmm. you know, demise and the evil and the war and all that. Yeah. There's like 12 people who live on this floating island and they've <laughs> lived there for how many generations like what is this gene pool like yeah it's a pretty tiny uh <laughs> tiny, tiny residence yeah really in in skyloft there's like, like 12 people and most of them are like college students you know well like, it's yeah it's it's no one yeah they're there's like two adult women on the whole like it's no wonder that these people are all like hideously deformed because there's clearly some some the, some algae in that gene pool mm -hmm. um but anyway uh besides skyward sword um i did purchase another game on the same day that i'd had my eye on was on sale i have to remember the name of it so bear with me while i look it up ah hot shot racing so, Hot Shot Racing is obviously a, a racing game. It's a somewhere between arcade and sim. It's a little more arcadey, but it isn't like, you know, Mario Kart or even like San Francisco Rush arcadey. It's 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 very reminiscent of kind of like a virtual racing, um, especially in that it's low poly style. So everything looks like it's being played on like a mid-90s computer or, you know, like an N64 or something like that. But it's all in like crisp, bright, 1080p graphics. So um, I've played a few races of, of that. It's nothing exciting. I wouldn't have... 
if I had spent more than the, what, seven bucks I spent on it, I would be disappointed in it. But for how much I paid, um, I'm definitely going to get, you know, my money's worth out of it. So, um, you know, if you're into, like, that kind of, like, mid-90s 3D, early 3D racing games, um, you know, pick this up when it's on sale. Um, you're speaking my language. I love Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> This isn't quite as arcadey as that. Like, there are no weapons. You're just driving regular cars around regular racetracks. Harumph. But, But the physics, you know, it's not like Gran Turismo where, you know, if you take a turn too sharply, you're going to, like, spin out and slide into everything. Like, it's, you know, your car is always going to go in a straight line. You power slide through everything. Very, like, burnout style of of racing where it's, you know, more about the speed and the race than the precision um played a little bit of metopia that's kind of my it's bedtime i don't know what to play i can play this for about 15 minutes accomplish something and not feel like it was a waste and and like nine times out of ten something entertaining and worth screenshotting happens so you know that's always fun so if it's you, like Animal if, Crossing in that sense. You know, what we <laughs> right. need? yeah. If you're if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've seen some of the screenshots I've posted. I know uh, Andy, um, one of our former patrons when we had a Patreon, uh, had uh, liked one of my pictures. Some ridiculous thing that I took a screenshot of. Um, we need we need Tomodachi Life on the Switch. That's what we I would need. love to try that game. Um, we need more me games on the Switch. Yeah, like, I bring those the me back. era. It was fun. I enjoyed it. We Sports again. Where's We Sports on the Switch? You know, for we real. Like, it's like seriously, all they have to do is take the W, turn it upside down, <laughs> and release it on the Switch. Like that. Okay. It's okay. Me Sports Resort now. You don't have to have the Wii name in it. It describes exactly what the game is, and you've already got the motion controls. And uh, we switched the W around. Ah, waka waka. Played a little bit more of uh, Batman: The Telltale series. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely a different take on Batman, which I always appreciate when when they're not you know somebody can do a batman story that isn't so like so much like all the other ones that they've been doing for the past 20 years mm. um but the game that i purchased recently and have not tried yet so i'll have a, an opinion on that next week is team troopers um which was also on sale recently for five bucks or less and it's a first person shooter multiplayer game with uh, again a very like low poly low fidelity aesthetic to it so it looked interesting the reviews were um good to great so i thought well for five bucks i'll give this a shot so i'll play that tonight and have my opinions on it next week other than that, just kind of a smattering of little things. Little Mario Golf. Uh, looks like I booted up the NES app at one point. I don't remember what I played, but all the interesting stuff I played was, was right there in that section. So I'm ready to pass the torch. Well, well, I guess I'll to pick up that whoever, torch. Yeah, like to whoever is ready to talk. This is an unscripted show. Um, <laughs> I've been playing some games. One of those games I mentioned at the top of this show, which is Override Mech City Brawl. 
Um, Override Mech City Brawl is a 3D arena fighter where you take control of giant robots. Um, basically Godzilla Destroy All Monsters style. So like, you know, breakable environment. Um, each shoulder button controls an arm or a leg of the robot. So you're punching and kicking and charging up attacks and whamming into people and knocking them flying. Um, you've got specials. You've got all that stuff. There's a story mode that's over in like an hour. But um, it is a charming little game. And there's a sequel that I really want to get. But yeah, I um, that's actually another game that I had picked up and didn't really enjoy when I first played it. But I went back and played it because I needed content for my channel and I really liked it. So I, I really recommend it if you're like, especially if you have like friends that you can do like co-op with or something. Because one of the cool things you can do in Override is actually um, multiple players can control the same mech. So like you can have like up to four players all Voltroning one robot and like fighting and like I'm like the left That's, arm. And stuff. I was gonna say that so somebody's sounds... the arm and somebody's the leg. That's mm -hmm. interesting. That yeah. just sounds so awesomely chaotic. Yeah, I really am trying to get it's, like my neighborhood friends to play. This it's with kind me. of like uh, when I when I would play. Um, Octo Dad with my son, and you know you had to coordinate. Yeah. Who's who's yeah. moving what? At what time? So there is a really cool game that you might actually enjoy that I played with my friend Corey um, a long time ago. Um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. It's basically like I played a, that on a, the Wii U. Was so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like a space shooter, mm -hmm. kind of, kind of, kind of not open world, but like so big fun. open environments. And like you know, I'm like the the engine, so I steer the ship, and he's the the gunner, so he guns every you know like What's really cool game. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Justin, Weird, I bet you, I, I bet you, you, I bet you, you have that game because it was part of one of those humble um, bundles, humble bundles yeah. that was on. See, the... I do have a game that's that's like that from a humble bundle, but it's affordable, affordable space adventures, which, mm. what I, which is what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, no, but check this out. I think it's on Switch too. Actually, I've been tempted to get it again, but I'd be playing it by myself, and you know, I've already played that game's it with him, so, so fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, so that's Override, and you know, shameless plug again, just go to my YouTube channel if you really want to see more of Lucas Peace. Um, Monster Hunter Stories is a game that I put a lot of time into, and I'm not going to bore you guys with everything, but I'm very pleased to say when you get to the end of that game, high rank opens up, and there's all these monsters to hunt, and there's like all these missions to do. Online is a blast. Steve and I have jumped on a few times. Um, it's the first time I've played a JRPG in multiplayer. So like you go into the you go into the lobby together and you go into the dens. You don't do like the overworld, but you do like random dens. And you don't really know what you're hunting until you hunt it, unless you pick a very specific quest of which there are a few. So it's like Steve's looking for a Legiacris. So we go to the area where we think the Legiacris is and we pop in and we're we're running around, we're picking up eggs, you know, I'm like, I got the egg I want. Steve's like, hang on, I gotta get a rainbow shiny, and he keeps digging, he wakes up the monster, then we've gotta battle the monster. If Steve's running around the map and he runs into a monster, a little dust cloud will appear where he is, and I can join any time a turn ends and participate in the battle with him. So just so much fun. And like getting to are see you the liking... monster that he's raising oh. and stuff. Ugh. Are, are you liking the multiplayer in this as much as, say, like Monster Hunter Rise, like a Monster so Hunter proper? It's entirely different, right? Because um, I, Stories is a much better game to be able to play by yourself. Like, Stories is more like we can play solo and then we can cooperate when we want to hang out together, you know, and it's an excuse to get together. Monster Hunter Rise is so much more of like a you need to cooperate to survive kind of thing. So 
very different game. We'll probably, honestly, like as much as we're loving stories, we'll probably put a lot less time into stories multiplayer just by the nature of how the multiplayer plays. But um, but yeah, I'm liking it a lot. I think it's really cool. Again, I've never played an RPG, like a turn-based RPG in multiplayer before. So that alone is a novelty to me. But yeah, big fan of that game. Um, Justin, you've been talking about Mario Golf a lot, and I booted up Mario Golf on the 3DS that night because I just I thought you were going to gonna say you finally bought the Switch game. No, I'm still waiting for my birthday, hoping I get lucky. Um, but no, I wanted to play Mario Golf, so I booted up yeah. Mario Golf on the 3DS, and I had the DLC, so I could play Toad Highlands and, like, Koopa whatever from, like, the first game. So, like, I booted up Those Toad Highlands. Those are in Highlands. the 3DS game? Yeah, it was DLC. You mm-hmm. could buy them, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's just a couple. Mine up. Yeah, there's just a couple of. Does it have courses. the? Does it have the music? Yes, it has. Da 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 da. Oh my god. Oh my god. So uh, so I I said this to 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 the co-hosts in our in our Discord, but I gotta say it here for like the entire week before Mario Golf came out on the Switch, yeah. I had the Toad Highlands music just yep. playing in a constant loop in my head <laughs> yeah, well, because been, I love it so much. I've been listening to all the Mario Golf music since I played that game, but yeah, no, it's been fun, right? Like I don't like the the actual game as much but i like being able to go yeah to the, the 3ds old game is very i think we said this last week it's, it's very fine vanilla. it's fine but it's basic. it exists yeah yeah it's fun <laughs> that i liked that nabbit's in it too i wish he was in the uh the switch version but king oh, Bob, i forgot about nabbit they got, i love uh, nabbit they, they, he's so they, cute. they're planning dlc like they did for tennis so. well, here's hoping i'm still waiting for waru peach i've been waiting for that for like 20 years but uh, waru don't peach. give them ideas <laughs> or bowsette let's get bowsette in this um but yeah no so that's um that's that's Mario Golf. What else is there to say? I've been playing like a, an eight-year-old game. Um, the game I really want to talk about, and I will try to keep it brief because we are running long tonight, is Warframe, which um, is the game that, like I said, I played a little bit of, didn't enjoy, and then got back into it. Um, I basically spilled all of this to Eugene pre-show, so I don't even really know what to say because I kind of feel like I've already given this speech, just not to the <laughs> um, it's a It's a run-and-gun, shoot things, use samurai swords... Um, complete missions type game with a lot of grinding, right? It's like, oh, we need to get five diorite ore to be able to craft this specific thing and then leave it in the crafter for 12 real hours in order to get, you know, all for the sake of if you don't want to do that, you can pay them like $40. I was going to say, you can probably, but if you want that cooldown timer to go a little bit faster. Yeah, so... um, so the reason I'm playing it is because on the Switch, I booted up my notifications tab, which is a, a marketing brilliance, by the way. It gets me to buy so many games. And um, I saw the new character, Yureli, who's basically just Princess Ruto from Hyrule Warriors. She uses <laughs> AoE attacks. She does waves. She can ride on the back of, like, a dolphin and, like, skateboard and stuff. And I liked her design. I was like, wow, I, I'm suddenly once again interested in this game I had no interest in before. Um, so my friend Corey, who's been my guru into this world, my, my Jedi master to my Padawan, if you will, um, brought me into his now abandoned clan, which has like these great halls and trophies from when they used to play the game like three years ago and stuff. And he's been helping me farm for all the materials I need to craft this character. Um, the game is totally free, so I haven't put any money into it, and I'm proud of that fact. But um, yeah, now I'm just kind of waiting. Tonight we're going to go on as soon as this is over, so let's hurry it up. Um, and I'm going to get the last piece that I need. And then I'm going to wait three days for my new character to craft 
Warcraft, and then I'm going to have her, and that will be really fun. And the good news is the new Path of Exile um, season starts tomorrow night. So Perfect, I'm so you can play that. Yeah, yeah during exactly. the cool town. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Path of Exile mm -hmm. sounds like it's been nerfed to crap and back. Actually, what's the opposite oh, no. of nerfing? Whatever makes it a lot harder Buffing. for me to... Oh, no, nerfing then. I had it right. Yeah, it's going to be really hard. They've, they've like, ruined the game. So we'll be interested to see how that plays. But, um, yeah, so that's that's Warframe. I've been having a really good time with it. You can fish with spears. You can go skateboarding. There's mining. There's all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Eugene, what have you been up to? Oh, boy. I've been playing a lot of games. Um, I'm going to save the one that's probably most exciting, maybe, question mark, for last, and tell you about my um, continued journey in um, emulation on my Wii U. So this is um, maybe a time to tell anybody who was listening last week that if you are interested in hacking your Wii U, um, now's the time because Nintendo basically just announced that they're closing... Eerie. Yeah, <laughs> right? That they're closing the eShop for the Wii U or whatever it's called at this point. Um, so, yeah, the part of the hack is that you need to own one of the games um, from, I, I think it's like the DS Virtual Library, one of the exploitable games. So get on that. Go buy one of those games if you're interested. But um, I've already done that on my end. My Wii U is hacked. I'm ready to go. And I've been playing a lot of stuff. So a good transition would actually be uh, Mario Golf on the Nintendo 64 because I had to go back and play that after we were talking about mini golf and all that other stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is where it's at. I, I think that might be my favorite Mario Golf, um, honestly. Yeah, the yeah. the Game Boy Advance one is, or wait, is it Game Boy Color? There was a Game Whatever. Boy Color and a Game Boy Advance. I think the Game Boy Color one is the one that I liked. The, the that yeah. one was really close. Yeah, I I played a lot of the Game Boy, and my favorite thing about it was, you could like level up your character in right. the Game Boy Color and then transfer it to the That's right. with the transfer I pack. I can do you one better. I liked the Game Boy Color game so much that I actually played real golf for like nine years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I went to golf camp every Saturday morning. I was in the zone, man. Yeah, I... I, I you know, I, the, this game is mm, it very, very well done. I think I yeah. might actually go back and play the Game Boy Color one, speaking of, because it's kind of like the same era, you know, so I'm kind of yeah. getting the same vibes. We'll but, see. um... Go ahead. What's, sorry, I know I keep cutting you off now, but what's cool about those games is the Game Boy Color game is like a prequel to the Game Boy Advance game because like mm -hmm. all of the characters that you play as who are like little kids in the Game Boy Color game oh, right. are like the yeah. club masters in the Game That's Boy Advance right. game. Like That's Kid, right. the, the, the main character that I always played as, he's like an adult who had like an accident and stuff. So he's like your coach and he hasn't played golf in years. And he's like the champion of Marion Court and everything. So like, yeah, it's really cool. I love those games so much. Yeah, you would think I would have I... played Golf Story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, I mean. It's not yeah, Nintendo. It's, it, it's exactly. not Mario Golf. Yeah. Golf, exactly. Golf Story was, was a good uh, replacement. And I mean, to be fair, Golf Story... Um, mimics the you know Game Boy mm -hmm. games, mm -hmm. so there is still room on the Switch for both of them because yeah. it still has that kind of top-down, simpler. Well, 
look to it. Well, and the Game Boy games were just full of so many secrets, right? Like, you could go behind a tree and hit A and find a power-up that gave you an extra five distance. You could go into the courses and, like, play the courses and unlock stuff. It was like a real RPG. Like, it was so cool. I I wish, and, and, you know, I think we say this literally every time a Mario Golf game, game comes out, but I wish we had that, but, like, with, you know, the shiny new graphics of, like, what Mario mm-hmm. Golf is today, you know? Like, that yeah. that's the ideal, but in All any I case... All I know is I want to get with you guys when, that game, when I get that game. Cause down, because I don't have it yet, so if everybody has it and we can, like, do a, a you know, a, a back nine or something, I'd be in. Let's do it. But, uh, yeah, so that is a super, super fun... Um, game i really enjoy that one a lot it brought back a lot of memories honestly like just like sitting around with friends and like yeah yeah just just ro- came rolling and back just just like spamming the taunt buttons yeah oh yeah just trying yeah. to line up a shot hurry up already 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 yeah that was me <laughs> so that going was down Mario the Going down the emulation rabbit hole, I've also been playing, um, and and so I I was also saying this pre-show, I've been playing a whole lot of games, but just like a little bit of each of them. So I also booted up um, Command & Conquer on the Nintendo 64, because I forgot that port existed, and um, it's fine. I, I've always preferred the PC versions. I always preferred Red Alert anyways, and I don't think there was any console versions of that. But um, it brought, again, brought back all those memories, right? You, like, hear the, um, the little units saying their, their lines, and you're like, oh, man, I remember that. That's eerie. But uh, so that, that's another one that I was playing um, on emulation on the Wii U. Two more emulation games, and then we'll get to the big one. Uh, which I think is a big one, anyways. Wow, you uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So Castle, like I said, a lot of lot of games, just a little bit of each. Castlevania '64. Um, that game gets a lot of hate, but I always remember as a kid just like really liking that game a lot, and so I was expecting to kind of hate it going back to it this, uh, you know, however many years later. And I, that's actually one of the games that I played the most of. I think I sat down for about two hours on that one and just, you know, like, you just know what? played. I, you just reminded me. Uh, going back to our discussion topic, and I won't carry on for any longer than I have to, but a game that I keep expect that I expected to love and never did, Metroid Prime. Going into the whole 3D Metroidvania... I have um, tried to have that experience with that game like three times. I've sat down, I'm like, I am going to go into this with an open mind, full heart, can't lose. I can never get past like the first boss before I give up. Sure. And I want to like it. <laughs> and I, it's not even that it's difficult, I just lose interest. That's No, that's me. It's not that it's yeah. hard, it's that I find it really boring. Because all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like in this open world that I'm supposed to be navigating, and it's like, I don't feel like doing this, you know? <laughs> sure. Anyways, yeah, no, Castlevania 64 the same way? or <laughs> No, uh, no, Castlevania 64, you've never played that one, right? I've... The only Castlevania game I've ever played is the original on NES, and I've only played it on the Switch. So, so Castlevania '64 is um, Castlevania pre um, Symphony of the Night. I don't know if it came out before Symphony of the Night, but it was like trying to do the stuff that Castlevania was doing before then. In at, in that 
So it wasn't so really more so linear much linear action based. Exactly, yeah. But it, where this one, uh, so this one that you did still explore. You know, you had to go back. You know, to to the same area to like you know put a key somewhere or whatever. So it did have certain aspects like that, but um, it wasn't quite as um, involved as like you know again your Symphony of the Nights was. But so I, I still I, enjoyed this game. I will say probably one of the best. 3D Metroidvania games I've ever played. Shadow Man. Fair, fair. Well, uh, which we're so, supposed to be getting a remaster of at some point. I hope. Sure. Well, uh, the other game that I've been playing, um, again, a, a lot of a little. Um, I talked about this pre-show as well. I booted up Kirby Air Ride because another aspect of the Wii U hacking is that um, you can start dumping your GameCube games to a hard drive. So I I spent like a whole weekend, you know, just like putting it, popping in GameCube games and dumping, what is it, like a, a gig and a half of game at a time onto the hard drive and so, then it's rinse and repeat type of thing. And, yeah, luckily uh, they're not quite like, you know, Xbox 360, PS3 size mm -hmm. games, like they're still manageable size. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that was one of the ones that I dumped. And I remember Lucas telling me how good this game was. I keep and telling was... my friends I'm going to drag them to my house and force them to play it on my like 16 inch TV. So and, and, get ready. And, and also, um, what was the I, the, I forget. City the mini Trial. Game. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. You play for five so, minutes, you collect a bunch of power-ups, then you do a random mini-game, you got no idea what you're doing. I'd well, you were that. telling me, too, like, either last week or the week before, that there was another game that you were kind of uh, likening to Kirby's Air Rider. Smash like Bros. A, 3DS. That's that, right. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of want to go like, back okay. and play that now, actually, because I really like that mode. <laughs> sure. What, what, what mode was that? In Smash Bros. 3DS, they had like the weird board game mode, but they also had a mode mm -hmm. where you just collected power-ups, and then you had to fight in like a mini game, much like Kirby Air Ride, where you would actually yeah, like, level like... things up. Yeah, that was on okay. Smash Bros. Oh, because I was gonna say I don't remember any like single button <laughs> mode. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't okay, like a race, but it was like the same mechanic, right? Level yeah, up your I missed character, that mode. do something. You don't know what the thing is you're gonna do, but I liked it because you could play solo, right? I love that we talk for so much during Eugene's segments that Eugene can actually get up and like take his headphones out. <laughs> Go on, Eugene. So yeah, Kirby Air Ride. I I, I I don't love it, but I don't hate it. You know, it, I, I I've come to terms with that game. You know, it, it's not a terrible game as like I thought I was. So yeah, that's a game that I guess going back to our segment like Justin did, um, maybe a game that I owe an apology to. But um, I want to talk about another game, and this is kind of the big game that I've been playing. And I've only played the demo, so I'm sure that there's a whole lot uh, more to it. But I put a lot of time, guys, into Boomerang X. Um, it's a game that is on um, only on two consoles right now, on Steam and on the Switch, believe it or not. And um, I so downloaded curious. I downloaded the demo on um, Steam, and it is so... So, so freaking good. So it's got this like really Wind Waker cell shaded art style. Interesting. Um, 
And the whole premise of the game is that, you know, as you expect, you are a dude and you have a boomerang. I think you're, you're, you're like a mummy-ish guy. You know, you have like the little... Makes you know, sense. Like, that that yeah. checks out mummy with a boomerang. Okay. <laughs> but um, the, the real thing here is what you can do with the boomerang. So... Um, you, this might be a little spoilery, but very early on, you unlock the ability to throw your boomerang and then um, teleport to your boomerang that you How just did threw. I know you were gonna say that. I knew. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Yeah. So you. So it unlocks a lot of really cool. Um, <laughs> it unlocks a really cool puzzle aspects, right? Where That's you have cool. to. And, and the cool thing is, when you throw it and you teleport, you don't just like stop in midair, right? You keep that momentum. Mm. So like you can throw your boomerang, teleport, and then like start like going up in the air, and then throw your boomerang again, and then you know kind of like get to a ledge that you couldn't reach before, type of thing. Is kind, it kind of like um, the little things in Super Mario Galaxy where you? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might not. You might not know this because you've only played the demo, but is it like? Zelda-ish with dungeons and explorable levels? Is it like mission-based where it's like 1-1, one, 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 Like, how does that work? So this is why, and again, I've only played the demo, but from what I can gather, it seems like there is some of that, but it's mostly just a bunch of like, um, for like, lack of better words, kill closets, you know, where you, would, like, you go into a room, yeah. you have to figure out how to kill all the enemies or you know, solve a simple puzzle in the room to move on to the next area. So almost kind of portal style where it's like, here's some puzzle rooms, you know, mm -hmm. go from one to the other to the other and do your thing. Yeah, it, okay. yeah, exactly. So I do wish that it had um, that, right? Where there was mm -hmm. maybe like a story, to, but it's more yeah. of, yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. the former, so. No, I get it though. But it's really fun. Um, it is on Switch. I don't know how much it costs. I think it's on, I think it's like 40 bucks or something like that. I know it's oh not a full God. price game. Wow, I'm, I'm honestly surprised it's that much. It might have some more detail than I figured. If uh... it might be, I, I again, I don't know how much it is. I, I think I know that. Well, on, if you can talk um, for about another thirty seconds, I'll be able. To <laughs> I was going to say I'm already pulling. Pull I know on Steam phone, it's so. twenty bucks, but I usually games t tend to trend a little higher on Switch. I don't know if that's the case for this one, but I know it's twenty bucks on Steam. Boomerang X is nineteen ninety nine. There you go. Boomerang Foo is fourteen. Twenty bucks is right about what I think is acceptable for that. Quite honestly, you yeah. know, like it, it's not a full, quite full price. It's not quite forty dollars where you're, you know, still kind of like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. but you know, twenty bucks is, you know, very. Oh acceptable. yeah, I, I see now. It's first. Oh, it's Devolver Digital. Oh, these are yep. the guys who did Enter mm -hmm. the Gungeon. They've got, mm -hmm. uh, they've got clout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these guys mm -hmm. are good. Cool. Yeah, no, it's a really, really I, good. I have and just the soundtrack is. It. Soundtrack is really good as well. So yeah, Boomerang X, guys, um, it's super fun. I wasn't even expecting to, um, you know, play or like this game at all, you know. But what ended up happening is I got this new laptop that can actually play some games, you know. So um, I was just sitting in bed one night and I saw it on the Switch, and I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, actually buy it. So I booted up Steam, and sure enough, there was a demo, you know. So yeah. If you have a computer access, I might recommend that because, um, you know, the demo might hook you. That's very cool. But yeah, that's the games that I've been playing. And for once, um, well, can I talk about my shinies for a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about it. I actually want to talk about my shinies, too. Can we talk about the Pokemon Go Fest real quick? Just, let's, yeah. Do you mind if we talk about the Pokemon Go Fest? <laughs> I, have some, go, I have some criticisms. Go for it. I have some criticisms about the Pokemon Go Fest. I got... Four shinies, Same. I think, during Pokemon Go Fest. Um, yeah. 
I got my third Ralts, which was always exciting. Gardevoir is like one of my favorite Pokemon, so I'll take a Ralts. I don't even know if it was a male or a female, but I've already got one of each, so it didn't really matter. Sure. Um, I got a Sableye, which looked really cool as a shiny. Oh, cool. I got a worthless garbage Ekans that I will never use. Um, yeah. And then the day after GoFest, I got a shiny Aaron, which was neat. I've never gotten one of those. But the real prize for me was Meloetta, because I've always wanted to have Meloetta on my main team. Now, she's mm -hmm. not in Sword and Shield, so I can't actually use her until, like, next gen. I'm hoping she's in, like, Legends Arceus or something. But I did get the Meloetta, so that made me really happy. What about you, Eugene? How was your Pokemon GoFest? Um, so we had a really busy weekend because it was the kiddo's birthday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first day we didn't get to, at least I didn't, I didn't get to like get to the fullest experience. And then the second day, honestly, I was a little bit disappointed that it was all legendaries and it was all, you know, raid based because the day before you can just kind of, you know, play Pokemon and turn on an incense and get the full experience. So, you know, I was a little mixed yeah. on that, but I have to say I got a pretty good haul. Um, I ended up getting 10 shinies um, all together um, between trading my wife and otherwise. But I um, I got a shiny, two actually it, it shiny. It sounded like you, you, you said you traded your wife for a shiny. So, I mean, that's not yeah. out of the realm of disbelief. <laughs> shiny Pokemon are pretty valuable. <laughs> True. There's a reason I'm not married anymore. <laughs> But I, I ended up getting two shiny Alolan um, executors, so that was oh, fun. Oh, that's got the green little for guy. Him. That's uh -huh. so cool. I thought about you every time it's, I clicked on an executor. I was like, I wonder if Eugene's gotten one of these yet. I was All right, so, one so, what's, so bad. What's unique about the Alolan executor? Well, to start, oh. he's like an actual giant palm tree instead of like a yeah. He's so big he can't oh, be fit okay. on the screen. He's also half dragon type, which is really cool instead of a psychic. So. Okay, see, I thought Executor was the pile of, of eggs. No, that's, that's uh, execute. execute. You know, these are these <laughs> are original 151. I should know these, but, you know. Sure. Shame. But uh, I also got a um, shiny Geodude. I got a shiny um, Whismur. Whismur, the one that oh, turned... Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I got a shiny Cricketot. Uh, I also got a shiny Ralts. Nice. I got... Um, a shiny event Pikachu. Um, I was I didn't catch hoping it. I could get a shiny event. I didn't catch it though. My wife did. Heather did, but oh. I. She got two, so we ended up trading for the executor. Nice. So she got one of my. Yeah. Nice. So that was cool. And then um, I got a shiny throw, like oh. the little sock mm -hmm. and throw. Yeah. Uh huh. I got a shiny oh ho. Wait, ho oh rather. Oh, uh -huh. I'm jealous now. I got a shiny Kyrogi. Kairogi? Nice. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. walk you through and, this, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> and then I got a, a second shiny um, non-event Pikachu, like literally 10 minutes after the event cool. ended on Sunday. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I will so, say... Yeah, I had a pretty good haul. I will say I did get a couple of legendary Pokemon, which was nice. I think I got my oh, first yeah. Azelf. Um, I want to say I got like a Raikou or something during the event, um, Groudon. So, you know, for me, any shiny Pokemon is a good Pokemon. None of them, or, or any legendary Pokemon, none of the, the legendaries I got were shiny. But, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I got a bunch of legendaries too, and yeah. none of them were shiny. But, like, yeah, I got a lot of, like, I don't know yeah. what this guy's called, the the black guy, Zekarum or whatever his Zekrom. name is. I had uh-huh. I didn't have him Just before, describe so it with, like, a color and a shape, and I will give you the name of the Pokemon. <laughs> well, I, fi I figured just because I said the black guy, I actually had to give you a visual. No, I, because... I already knew where you were going with that. <laughs> Fair. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 it was a fun event. I, I, yeah, I think I, that I enjoyed it. I, I think that I would have preferred it wasn't a what was it like eleven dollars? I felt like more yeah. of a ninety-nine cent event to me. Well, but. again, especially like you said, because the event cut off at six p.m. on the first mm-hmm. day, and you couldn't play it through the night, which kind of sucked for a two-day yeah. event. But anytime I get a chance at a Meloetta, I'm happy because again, I've never had that Pokemon before, and she's like my favorite le- or uh, whatever they're called, not legendary. Steve would know if he was still with us, but you know, <laughs> whatever the better mythical, mythical, mythical Pokemon. Yes. So yeah. So that was, that was nice for me. I enjoyed it. Nice. All right. Well, that's, 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 that's it for me. I know I, that's not usually what I do. I talk about a lot of games and change the system, but sorry, it was a lot of games I played. So gotta do what you gotta do. Well, um, that is it for us. Actually, we will be back next week with another episode of Infendo Radio. Um, you may have noticed we haven't been doing a question block. That's because we haven't really had any questions to be asked of us. We've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. If you've been on Infendo.com, you know we've been putting a lot of work into the website again, just kind of getting back into the swing of like actually like taking responsibility for all this stuff. So. If question block is something you guys actually enjoyed and you want to ask questions again, maybe let us know through like Twitter or something or Discord because we've kind of just phased it out as it were, but we're thinking about maybe turning it into a Twitter thing and seeing if we can get some questions that way. So yeah, let us know and we will read your question and your name on the air. But otherwise, we will be back next week with another episode of Infendo Radio, the show that literally cannot die apparently. Um, (laughs) Bye-bye! Despite the fact that our hosts have. One by one. Sayonara. See you real soon. Bye-bye again. I will never play that. Oh wait. I uh I navigated away from the thing to Snake Eater. I forgot to put a note anyways. I'm Uh, still in a dream. Ooh, rare replays, 749. Go to infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. 